progress now. Welcome to what? We're always being recorded, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe you should do the intro for a change. Uh, welcome to the Details Podcast here on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts. Some illegal streamer. I don't know where you get your podcast. Hey, whoa, podcast. whoa, whoa. We don't have to promote this. We're not promote that. I don't, we were talking about live last week, so I mean, there's going to be some shady activity out there in these uh, audio streets. Um, That's fair. It, it is a Wednesday and is an absolute scorcher, James. It is toasty out in these streets. <laughs> Dude, love it though. I, I I won't complain. This is the thing that I like one of my biggest pet peeves, but people in Canada, you know, we're always like, oh man, it's so cold. It's so cold. It's so cold. And then the first time heat hits us, we're like, dude, come on. How can you even live in this? Like, this is crazy. It's too hot. It's like, no, I'm, I'm cool with this. I'm, I well, would rather, I would rather have this pain than the other pain. Yeah. Well, unfortunately I live with a, an East Indian father who like, <laughs> it takes him like, it has to be like India, like con- conditions for him to turn on the friggin' AC. So I just, I got, I got my wits end. I went and ripped that jacket off the AC and I, I cranked it today. Cause I was just like, there's no way. Cause like the Humidex is like 40. It's stupid. He came downstairs with like a, a cardigan on eh? it. Like, oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a regular Tuesday in the motherland. Like a you solid, know? <laughs> solid, decent day today. Yeah. yeah. What are you, what are you talking about? It doesn't help. <laughs> that, like, brown, doesn't help that brown folks grow hair for a living either. So you know, the combination <laughs> of the heat and the body hair, is just not, it's not a good, it's not a good look for us, James. Um, but it's Wednesday. We're about a week removed from uh, game six of the NBA finals. I would have liked to talk to you sooner, but um, you know, just given everything that's come out of the internet between the, you know, championship celebration, and you know some of uh the antidotes that have come out both uh, from boston and the warriors um you know I, I think this is kind of a good time to revisit um i, I can see that you're, you're jittery right now and you sound you look like you got some takes um but for those that have been living under a rock uh the warriors ended up winning 103 uh 90 over the celtics um they went on a 21-0 run which was the longest uh in a finals game in the last 50 years um the the warriors won in convincing fashion and of course course they did it on the on the heels of their stars uh Steph 34 7 and 7 and we, we talked about last week well deserving of the MB, NBA uh, finals MVP uh Draymond looked like Draymond 12 12 and 8 uh you know a stat line that we've accustomed ourselves to when when we, when we talk about the best of Draymond and Wiggins 18 6 and 5 and what was more impressive four steals and three blocks you know just an all-around game for him and you know, I think, uh, you know, justified himself as sort of a first overall pick, at least for, for this, for this, you know, part of his career and, uh, stock you know, went we, up. yeah, stock went up, definitely the <laughs> stock went up and, uh, you know, uh, legitimized the trade as well. And, you know, added another sour, uh, salt point for the, the, the wolves and, you know, all the wolves that they've been experiencing in the last couple of years to see him kind of raise a trophy, uh, but all in all, James, uh, you know, what did you take away from game six? Man, I, I, I saw my brother on the weekend and we kind of like talked about um, how weird that finals was and kind of like I just asked him like about the Celtics, like what, like what he thought. And he was and we both just like not both, but he started talking and like instantly I could tell where he was going. And he, we were right on the same page. and He was just like, I'm so confused at how they can't dribble and they're there. Like it was just such a weird like, man, like by the time I was in the third quarter and Steph's pointing at his ring finger, I'm like, yeah. You know, I, all right. Like, I, th- that's supposed to happen. I think they, I'm. I'm looking at this team. Like, dude, these guys don't know the moment. They don't know when to go ISO. They don't know when to. They don't know how to control the goddamn ball. Smart. Like, he's, he's just so, so sporadic each time. I don't know. We don't know what version we're gonna get with him. Derek White, kind of same thing. 
Tatum just seemed like again kind of shook. Like, yeah, I think the the right outcome happened. I think what's even cooler about the Steph and the Warriors performance is the way that Steph gets his 34. Like, this is why I I I balk at the Andrew Wiggins MVP take, which I don't think is actually that crazy, obviously, because the stats back it up and his and he was clearly the second best player. But when you watch that game four. Oh my God, that's gonna go on highlight tapes forever. I think, right? Like that's just such a performance. One of the greatest like, single performances oh, for a player disgusting. in the NBA Finals for sure. But and then of course aside the game where he was obviously bad and Celtics just gave that one away and good on the Warriors for finishing. But that thirty four, like the ebbs and flows of the building, like he has it, dude. It's in his hand. Like it's in his hand in the finals in an away game in, in game six. That's not like. I think that's that's Jordan stuff, right? Like that's that's LeBron stuff we've seen where he's like in in Miami at this peak of his powers or at Cleveland in the peak of his powers. Like I don't know. It's just like, oh, they go on a run. Okay, here, 42 footer in your face that you should have blocked. But no, like we needed that because now you just got killed. And then look at the momentum swing. Now it's 10-2 run. Warriors have a nice cushion. It's like when it comes and how it comes is like. Oh, it's getting loud in here. Okay, we need a 50-footer. Like, okay, here we go. Boom. And then it's just like, it's it's to a T. He has it like a string, man. He's actually, he's orchestrating the game. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. No, it definitely lives up to the moment. It thrives in the moment. I think that was the scariest thing, especially when we talked after game five, is like, Steph's going to have a comeback game, whether it's six or seven, right? Like, we're definitely going to get him. And he's, and he's funny. I have a Warriors fan in my my life, and he's kind of been a Warriors fan since the beginning. And he's just like, Steph is always due for a stinger, a stinker. Sorry. They yeah. just, for whatever reason, just one well, game is, is just, just throws up a game that is just not, uh, you know, characteristic of him. And then all of a sudden, he just looks like Steph again. In, in his fairness, isn't kind of everybody like, we're, I know we expect the 50, 50, 50, 50, but that's not like, like, that's not reality. Like I think LeBron's had stinker. Like I remember Kobe having like even a bad whole series, maybe even two, like, you know, it happens. Yeah. I think, well, I think cause we live in like a, a video game and mm. fantasy world. We just expect numbers, right? We live in a yeah. numbers world and, you know, given our access to sort of technology and YouTube and highlights and stuff like that, it's just and like, amazing players. Right. And that's, and that's why like some guy, like a guy, like, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what, what an example would be like, yeah, even a guy like Jalen Brown, 34 and seven in that game, like it'll get mm. forgotten. Right. Just because it was, it wasn't good enough. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, 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 can't it's like dribble. a blessing. Yeah. What are we doing, bro? Yeah. Well, How and I, I dribble. There's a lot of things, right? Like the the inexperience obviously caught up to the, the Celtics. And that's ultimately why I like the Warriors in the series, just because they've been there. Um, you know, um, the, the Warriors just figured it out, right? I think they just oh. did a better job throughout the course of the, the series, Keep just curving. figuring out what they do. And I, you know, I'm glad you just said that because like, I find it interesting that there's so many things we want to talk about. We want to talk about, you know, where Steph sits on the Pantheon. You know, we want to talk about if Jordan Poole is going to be worth the money this off season. Um, obviously the Andrew Wiggins redemption story like nobody's talking about where steve kerr sits in all of this Dude. right when you're talking about him on the mount rushmore co- coaches and i i think like I, I think he's one of the biggest stars of this series right he made a decision to sit Draymond in in, in a crucial point of and i think it was game four that they won right in boston and a lot of people would be like up in arms about that sort of decision and you think like Draymond would get offended but it ended up being sort of a, a big moment for for steve kerr and that coaching staff I think I, like, I don't know where you've always sat with me. I don't, I don't think you've ever really pushed back on me on this, but I've always been a huge Steve Kerr guy. And I, I've always been a huge advocate of I'm the, with you. I, 
like the idea of him being like a mediator like a, like a, he's like i don't even really look at him as a coach like i'm i'm sure he knows the hell out of x's and o's but i bet you even he's like yeah you know whatever like x's like who cares really about x's and o's like there's just concepts and people get the shots and that kind of happens so he's just so good at like yeah i don't managing not, personalities i think that's yeah, his biggest strength it's, but right? that but that and also like it's literally like again like almost like orchestrating an uh an nba game like he's he's almost like mm. he's almost like an event organizer for each game do you know what i mean he's, like he's he's like geppetto and everybody's pinocchio right yeah like whoever's <laughs> whoever's calling strings on a huge like at, at, at veld like okay no like they got to go now for longer like that guy you know what i mean right, like he's, right, he's right. the best version of that like he's like the the way that he's even able to stick with clay man like yeah. I, I like i think that causes issues in a lot of locker rooms like that yeah. that kind of situation though for, for however long that was jordan Poole being able to manage that people forget that steph came off the bench at the start of the playoffs yeah like, yeah yeah bro steve he like when you really go through the resume of the that whole playoff run he went through the ringer like fighting off injury uh managing time where guys needed to re- actually recover uh kevin looney getting the absolute best out of every man of kevin looney um, did you know this Kevin, Kevin Looney didn't miss a single game this year? He played it yeah, every uh, <laughs> single game, which is an absurd stat. Like, <laughs> so how, how valuable is he like to you? Cause like, this is the thing that we, we've kind of both so been can saying, I, can, right? I, can I quickly go back to your point? Cause sorry, I, I do yeah, want to talk sorry, about sorry. Looney, but you know, talking about clay Thompson five for 20 in this game played 41 minutes. If they lose this basketball game, Bro. everyone's pointing a finger at Kerr and that just shows and- how much he trusts clay. But then when you watch the game, right, you like you see what Kerr sees at the end. You're like, yeah, dude, no, like, look, this guy's seen 550 minutes in the finals. Like, what do you mm-hmm. mean? I can't just not put him on the damn court. Like, even that Draymond poll, as smart as it was, it took him, like, you would argue, two or three extra times being like, okay, dude, if you're going to do it, let's go. Like, I think I was I was probably, re- like, ready to, for that commitment maybe a couple possessions earlier than I probably should have been, but – the way like his timing, the way he managed it to have guys like even with dude, think about this in the heat of everything about social media and controversy and takes and all this stuff. You have a, the most controversial NBA star today, Draymond, by just being so loud all the time. And his his like literally his his, posi- his his positivity is his antics. He has a podcast. He gets yanked from a massive moment. He goes on the podcast and owns up to it and doesn't talk shit about Steve Kerr and says he made the right move. Wow. Holy fuck. That could have gone super south. Like that could have like that situation there. He like Steve Kerr has to get more praise for this. And what what does he have total titles now? Nine. Look, I'm not saying because, you know, he got a nice ride. Jordan was nice. You know, I'm not saying that just because Steve Kerr hit a few corner threes or whatever, that would mean that he gets like his the same amount of rings. I think he rode some Tim uh, Tim Duncan coattails too. So like, yeah, look, he's maybe smart. Right position, maybe right, right position, sure. right time, right? Whatever you want to say. He's around so much winning that now you're looking at this and you're like, you have a young core. You have Steph that still has like, Steph might have a new height of like longevity because like, because of the way he plays. So this nucleus could stay together for a while. Like Steve can tack on six, five more rings here. Like, past Steph post all that stuff. Right. So the legacy conversation needs to definitely start being brought up hundred percent. 
Yeah, it was it was bugging me that nobody was talking about it. And I think like no he was one. one of the one of the like, I mean, you're gonna give Steph the MVP, but I think a huge credit goes to him. And you know, Ime had a great run and coached a really good, you know, uh playoffs for his first time. And you know, ultimately, you know, he met the chess master and Steve Kerr and you know was just outdone by him. And I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna fault Ime because I just think a lot of his guys couldn't live up to the moment as well. But you know, uh Steve Steve Kerr put on a fucking clinic. They've become like the O-linemen now of, of like football, you know, like you only really notice them when they really fuck up. Like when Mike Buttonholzer just doesn't know how to do anything to a game, like you just notice it then. That's about it. When they, yeah. when they make no mistakes and only make good decisions, you don't really notice them. So it's like, yeah, it kind of sucks. I'm, I'm now, totally with you. Yeah. To, and, so, and to go back to your point about uh, Looney and what you do with him, um, oh. I'm scared because I think that he, you know, this, this happens in every playoffs, any NBA finals, there's a guy and it's usually a center or a big that gets overpaid. Um, but I mean, he, I also think that he's earned it. And I, I think the, the Warriors are approaching like a, an astronomical, um, a cap, you know, and how much they're going to end up spending because then they also like, this is something I want to talk about later, but they're going to have to decide what they want to do in Jordan Poole. Is he worth mm. the max, max extension that, that, uh, that class, I mean, the names it's, it's insane, right? Jaw, Darius, Zion, RJ, Tyler hero. Um, it's part of my off season stories that I want to talk about later. Um, but then like, I, I don't know, the Warriors are, are, are going to be a destination next year. I think the scary thing is the thing that we can both agree on is like, this team's going to be better next year, which is yes. hella scary. Like Kaminga's going to get better. Moose Mo- Moody's going to get better. Moody, sorry. Moose Moody is going to get better. Um, who knows about Wiseman? Like they've strategically well, the held him out. And I think that, you know, he's going to be at full strength and he could be a freak and he could fill in for that center position. Um, I, th- I, I think it's a good problem to have if you're the Warriors. Dude, like, with Wiseman where he is, like, I think the Kevin Looney contract situation will tell you everything you, that you need to know about Wiseman. Because remember, this is a second pick overall. Like, this is a very legitimate guy. Like, this is a guy guy. Like, this guy should be a, a top five player on your basketball team that can play in the last five minutes. So if if that's the case, like, that's going to be amazing. They're, they're going to be much, much better at that because actually what they lacked here was more height and more um size in that situation and that will actually help Draymond a lot in his flexibility and actually unlock him in certain ways too so really there's only positives going that way so I'm totally with you but if you see the Warriors throw 30 mil at Kevin Looney here which if that's the price tag or if it's 25 mil or whatever one I think on a side note we should just talk about in today's game can you pay anyone that much at at place center like you just don't need to like you just need to find other other guys at five minutes but whatever if, if you see them pay that, right, that to me tells them, like, you don't, we don't trust where this Wiseman kid goes. Like, we don't, yeah. we don't, we don't really see anything here where he's going to go knock our socks off. But if he's able to take that one spot, now you can go slot in five mil somewhere and pick up a JaVel McGee and, and uh, figure so- that out. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think the Warriors are in a great position where they're going to be able to haul one of these guys that are looking to hitch, you know, onto their wagon at at a a reasonable price. So I, I think if you're the Warriors, you don't bend over backwards to Pam, you lot that money to, you know, Gary Payne or, or, or Jordan Poole, figure out one of those guys for your future um, and then find somebody at cheap because there's going to be somebody there's going to be, I I don't know who's a free agent this summer. That is a big, but I'm sure McKee's one of them because he seems to be a free agent every year and is a con uh, uh, you know uh, um um is an asset for a lot of teams you know what what uh Rosillo said which was very very interesting and subtle he said that there was like a he, he thinks he believes in a bit of a Steph effect where if a guy plays with Steph just stay away from him because like wh- whatever he was with 
with Steph is just going to be way better than whatever he's going to be with you. And it's just, it's just how it goes. Like he's just Mm -hmm. not going to do that. So how much of your Kevin Looney, are you even like looking at your own game being like, man, like, damn, you know, like take off 10 mil and stay here, play with Steph. Like I already got a few rings here. Maybe add Mm. on. I like to, to me, maybe he's like that. Maybe he wants to go take the payday either way. He has the ring. So I don't really blame him each, each way, but it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. And, you know, Rosolo actually brought up, brought up a really good point going back to Wiseman. He, he said, you know, with Wiseman, it's not a matter of fact of like will, like this is not a scenario where like he's not trying to get back on the court or he's not like being a big, like I hate to say, but like a Ben Simmons, like this guy really wants to contribute and really wants to be a part of this oh. team. This, this, this team is being cautious with him right now because his injury is, is very unique and interesting. You talk about destination, dude, like, look, Taylor, the two tapes there and in, in the finals, you had the one guy going, Robert Williams, you're fine. Play. He's all fucking super skeptical and sketchy. And Isaiah Thomas weighs in and goes, I've heard that before. And then the other side, you got, yeah, Wiseman's sideline. Why? Well, because we don't fucking want him to play. Yeah. So, like, when you think about like a destination from a free agent, you're like, yeah, like these guys look like they won't even like really risk me. Like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Looney's going to be interesting. I just looked up. I didn't know he's 26. That's crazy. I thought he was Bro. in his 30s. Right. Like, I thought he's been in the league for a minute. So, like, but if, like, think about this again. If you're able to, if you're able to mend some sort of hometown discount, whatever you want to call it with Looney, so that Looney can just push along Wiseman and back up Wiseman and Wiseman can like flourish. Boom. You don't really mess with the cap. You have the same kind of uh, nucleus. And then you always have this ability just to send two guys for a absolute stud like Kaminga, Moody um gary payton and pool like you obviously keep pool and clay but then of that all that kind of stuff happening like okay wiseman man all right let's pair him with moody and let's go get brad beal or like like you know like they're in such a good situation that both of those things can happen and then they're still going to have draft capital after yeah it's interesting with looney too because it's like you're 26 if you could play for another cheap discount, right. And, and win a ring, you're still valuable at 29, 30 years old. Right. Some team's still going to throw money at you. Well, bro, you got to think he has four rings. It's insane. <laughs> so like, bro, but also too, like you have to think about this. Like there was times along that he's played, I believe in all four series too. Like he was a, he was a factor in every single one. So he's gotten like playoff checks on top of this for four additional series. Like he's made way more money than the golden state Warriors. He's a three-time champion. He, he, so I don't think he was he on the came very in, first 2017, 2018 and 2022. No shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, so with that, the, he was at the, he was at the, he was with those two uh, Kevin Durant years. And then obviously the most recent one. So he wasn't on the team with, but still like uh, that's, like he and you know, like, you know, you know what he was, you know, who, it was Andrew Bogut that was the center of that first team, right? right? right yeah, right. go his, back. His playoff bonuses would be like honestly like, <laughs> enough, a, a whole another two years of salary. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, man, that, that experience. Like, how are you actually gonna like? You're gonna tell me you're a part of a dynasty. You're able to produce and actually get minutes. Actually have like legitimate value in, in series. Like we saw him have like a 20 point game in like multiple occasions this year. Like. For that to be the occasion, like you're gonna be able to walk away from that just for more money. Like, I don't know, just just for what? Is it is it 12 more million dollars? Like, look, if it's if you if someone if the fucking Orlando magic threw a hundred mil at you, okay, fine, man. I, I you know, mm-hmm. if it's like if it's like 45 to 28, bro, what, what are we talking about here? Just take yeah. the cut, stays, take a shorter deal or or make it more in bonuses or like do whatever you gotta do, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, no, that definitely an exciting, you know, despite, you know, winning a championship, a very exciting uh, and optimistic future for the Warriors. Um, and I think a lot of people before, like, 
these playoffs, you know, would have said this is this is the window because you know, the Clippers are going to get better next year. You know, mm. the Nuggets are going to get better next year. There's a lot of teams in the West that are going to get better. And uh, if you can't mm. figure it out with this nucleus and this core, you might really have to do a revamp. But now they've proven that these guys still got it. And then they have some emerging budding stars in Poole and Wiggins. I think there's just, look, like, there's, this is always the case for us when we enter the offseason. There's always like a bunch of people you're looking at with candidates to like trade and all this stuff. But in the West and the East, it seems like there's a lot of very similar positions like that are like, it looks like a ton of like a, a, a puzzle piece is forming. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like it's very, very easy. It's a very easy mendable puzzle that looks super, super simple. And we just need some stuff to actually happen, but who knows? Yeah, like Denver's so interesting, man. You have so many assets. You can move some stuff. The Clippers are so interesting. You can be so the Clippers can be like favorites to win a title in like a couple calls. You know what if I mean? You, if you tell me that you're going to get a, a healthy Paul George and Kawhi for the whole season, I'm taking the Clippers to win the West. No, but then you, and then say like you, you hear some ad, right? Like maybe yeah, yeah. They even just pick up like that, a Ricky Rubio. to. But back that's what up. I'm it's saying. Like, like just alone, those two, you 100%. can trust those two full healthy season. And then, and then they're going to make a move. They're going to get somebody else. Like somebody's going to want to play there. But then what if you like, what if your phone goes off and Michael Porter Jr. And a bunch of picks just got moved for somebody that's sick too. Like, it's like, wait, right. now you're, just, you're going to throw a superstar into, into this Jokic mix and keep Aaron Gordon and maybe have Jamal Murray coming in after too? Like, hold up. Like, that's yeah. a whole other. The, the Nuggets well. are, are, are an easy sell for me too. And then, no, definitely. Man, Utah as well. Like, if, if they can kind of swindle somebody with a Gobert move, like I'm telling you, look what happened. With I, 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 I want you, I want okay, you to sorry, save sorry, that because we're going to talk off season and I want to talk storyline. So yeah, don't, don't jump ahead of yourself, but let, let's talk about your Celtics. We talked about the Warriors. I know they can't dribble, but I mean, all things considering, I mean, I'm going to yeah. sound like a, a broken, uh, a broken record, right? Like this was a team in January that didn't even look oh. like it was going to be in the top four, let alone the playoffs <laughs> biggest turnaround. Um, you know, we talked about the back-to-backs only losing back-to-backs once up until mm-hmm. you know the, this finals um I, I i think very very ahead of schedule i think all things considering even though you let a couple of games slip in these nba finals you've got to be happy uh, of the trajectory of this team because i think yeah i think i think a year ago you and i were talking about that maybe brown and tatum aren't going to work together totally i think yeah to, to that point i think you can really take away the positive point is that you have the nucleus here look al horford and marcus smart are going to be beloved Celtics to the day that they die. But who knows if they're a part of that championship team that it does eventually go over that hump, right? But what you saw to Robert Williams during the season, you get the impact he had defensively, right? You may want to call him Gobert-esque in, in its own right. And what you saw to Jalen Brown and, and Tatum fundamentally, foundationally, more or less, with their ability and having in a league that you never, you never have enough wingers that can score and play defense. And you have two of some, the best young wingers that can score and play defense like i think even Derek white can sneak into that conversation i think with his youth like you really got to do what you can to, ha- to hang on to that and make sure he gets in the gym with those guys and and, and continues to grow but look the, with a three-man nucleus of that in a lineup all, we're always going to be an absolute nightmare to play because we're going to be good defensively right you're going to be tough you're going to be physical you're going to be big in the east where that's super important all, all things are good going forward, but I'm, I'm of this like mindset, man. Like I'm, I'm a huge Joe Burrow guy. So I really hope he's able to get back to the Super Bowl. but I'm scared about this stuff. Like, I don't think you're like, you're not, you're not, you don't just get to come back. Like we're so used to this LeBron 
conversation where LeBron, yeah, he gets to eight because yeah, LeBron's exponentially better than everybody else. And he's going to be able to do what he wants for eight seasons and get to when he wants to get to. And we're just used to being like, yeah, you know, like LeBron's got five titles. Tom Brady's got seven. Curry's got four, you know, like Tatum will probably have five. And it's like Tatum could so easily have none. Like it's mm-hmm. so, it's so incredibly easy for Tatum to finish his career, not winning a championship. That's like statistically speaking, probably great. Like probably high likelihood, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just not, it's just not like the hunger and the fight there is what I, again, back to my point. Like even when you saw LeBron go down, even when you saw the Warriors go down, those guys went down so wanging. And yeah. Boston just didn't really feel like that, that level of competition. Yeah, I think, you know, going into this offseason, the biggest thing to address is their point guard situation. Um, I think they need a legitimate playmaker, you know, somebody that can make those decisions, you know, whether it goes to Tatum, whether it goes to Brown. I, I And then I think that also solves your dribbling issue, right? If you get a, a solid point guard that can conduct and do the, you know, address the one thing they, that, you know, was so obvious in this in this NBA Finals. They need Mark Cuban to get pissed somehow overnight. Some, uh, uh, Jalen Brunson's got to talk shit about crypto. And then potentially they'll convince him to keep Dinwiddie, move Brunson for Smart. He'll maybe realize that Smart's a great pairing for Luca, which he is. That's a great fit. It makes sense. Smart and Brunson flip it. Brunson would absolutely just plug and play beside Derek White, flourish with that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I think Ricky Rubio is already signing there. I think that's probably already a done deal because I think he's smart enough to kind of know his value too, like around the league. And of course he could walk in as like a backup places, but, I think Rubio was probably smart enough watching that thing being like, man, I just, I averaged like 35 for a couple of weeks before I got hurt there. Like if I come out here and fucking pass the ball and score some stuff on offense, like I might be able to be the starting like point guard for Boston. So like, I, th- I think both, both sides make sense on that way, which, which, which I'm looking forward to, but I think you're totally right, man. Like the guards look to in today's, today's day and age, which probably leads to the draft and the free agency stuff. You need two good guards. And you need three good wings and you need one good big man, which is crazy. It's like no more of the big three. You need, you need a legitimate four to five dudes that are, are, are going to be a, a solid 48 minute basketball player for you. Yeah. I'm going to be really fascinated to see if they sell Marcus smart high, you know, he just won defensive player of the year. Is that, is that the move? Right. And then get yourself a legitimate point guard in that situation. Uh, kind of shitty to Marcus smart because, you know, he won defensive player with the Celtics and really redeemed himself this year, but it's almost like his stock is so high. Now do you just take advantage of that? And I mean, the guy, the guy also has injury issues, issues. What's sorry. his, what's his contract at? Cause it's shitty in a couple of different ways. Cause if it's close to a new contract, we're not going to re-up him on, on like a max, but if we sell him high and he goes to like a place like, like again like a portland or a dallas should be screaming at us to try and get that guy right like that would be a great a great person to grab what is it Uh oh smarts extension will begin in the 2022 2023 season he signed a four-year 77 million dollar contract yeah see i don't know if we're all gonna be (laughs) if we're all look i I i'm selling high i'm selling high some team will take that on as a business move that makes sense i think i think especially too again dude like don't forget, and this will always be get, was, this will this will be forgotten. People were arguing that Smart wasn't even the best defensive player on the team. Yep, there was there was legitimate people with certifications. You know, they got, <laughs> they, got they got blue check marks on Twitter that, that were that were saying that Marcus Smart was not the best defensive player on the Celtics. So, if 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 it comes to him being moved for a guy like a Brunson or like an actual like legitimate playmaker, 
I say so be it. Well, you know, what's interesting is like, I threw, I threw all the numbers at you at how successful Marcus Smart was against Steph Curry uh, in the regular season and previous <laughs> matchups. And I mean, Steph just went off. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that's probably Steph a big could have been fucking golfing on a Tuesday before <laughs> the game. Doing his best MJ impression. Like, ah, whatever. Like, I don't, I'll, I'll only get 20 tonight. This is the finals. I don't think, man, I, Curry, LeBron, those, like, when those guys are on in these moments, no matter who it is, doesn't matter who yeah. it is. Most definitely. Um, so let's, let's segue to the off season. I, I, I'm going to apologize to you because I never gave you the homework, but I kind of wanted your like most, my mind's five, I know, I know you're probably, you're always thinking about this and this is why, you, <laughs> this is why you're my, you're my podcast partner. But, um, you know, I want to know your five most interesting off season stories, the five that you're going to be um, looking forward to the most. I wrote some honorable mentions because this is just a very, very, very interesting off season. Um, and, and in no particular order, I feel like five of these are, I, I feel like three or four of these we're going to probably agree on. Um, but what's, what's kind of the first one that, that comes to mind? So are you saying like by team or just stories in general? The thing, the thing that you're watching the most, like what, what, what storyline are you, are you following the most, like that you're intrigued with the most? Well, I, I think this, this, this draft, the first four is really interesting and what, what, That's that, what, can, what that can kind of spiral into. Um, so that, that can be one for me. Uh, the first, the first four picks are basically our lock of who it's going to be with uh, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, um, Paulo Brancharo. Yeah, Bancharo, you got it. You're good. You're Bancharo. good. Bancharo, Bancaro. And then Jaden Ivey. Yes. And Sacramento at four there is really interesting to me, man. I just think that like they can cause just a bit of a shakeup, right? Because like them pairing up with the Knicks or something like the Pistons, maybe even like who knows, like what, whatever it may be, whatever kind of deal that could get done where they move back. Because I think it would make sense to try and let this Davion Mitchell pairing of De'Aaron Fox, which you know De'Aaron Mitchell is like, kind of a perfect pair of that like he's actually a defensive guy he doesn't really need the ball he can kind of play off ball like so i think you got to kind of flourish in that and see what you can get from that like if you, if you could snag like an ob tobin from the knicks or who knows man if, if you can get on this collins conversation with atlanta that's a great to- topic to get in there too as well um so i i just think there's a lot of intrigue there with, with the top four i also think okc will, will tell you a lot with what they do um which is super interesting I think Utah in general. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me chime in here. Don't okay, okay. Like, don't, don't 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 vomit on me. Uh, no, I, I agree with you with the NBA draft. And my sincerest apologies to Tyler because I didn't realize the draft was tomorrow. I thought tomorrow, there was at yeah. least a no, two week gap. So like I had no you know, clue, this, dude. This this should have been our, our draft preview pod. So we're gonna have to bring on Tyler to break down the draft and where everyone fell and see where you know uh, see if whatever he thought was gonna happen happened the way it did. Um, you know I I feel bad because it's one of my favorite pods to do with Tyler. Tyler. Um, he gives us some great nuggets here on the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, like, I mean, now there's a the discussion, you know, Chad or Jabari, Jabari, like which, which player do you take if you're the magic at the, at the number one pick, they, you know, they have an uh, um, uh, um, admiration for bigs uh, in their, in their draft history. They love mm. taking bigs and, and stocking up on them, but then, you know, you know, wings are kind of being, you know, the, the prototypical player that you kind of build a team around and is Jabari that guy. Um, it sounds like a lot of teams are willing to move picks in order to, 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 you know, get other players or move down in the draft. The Kings, you know, you know, Bill Simmons has said it over and over again. It seems like the draft really starts at four. Um, and after that and seeing what teams are doing, you know, the, the, you know, you talk about the jazz, the Pacers are are looking to make a move with Brogdon and, and miles turner as well um so you know i i hate to overhype the draft because you know it's my favorite thing to do i know never 
but then yeah. and then it you know it usually turns out chalk but this is a very there's a lot of question marks surrounding this draft so i agree with you that that's my one of my biggest storylines for this uh offseason so who's going one two three for you I think it goes, Ch- it goes pretty chalky. Like I think it goes Chet, Jabrari and, um, and uh, Paulo. Wait, is pa- wait, is Houston number two? No, OKC is, I think. OKC is. So yeah, I think that's Houston, what it goes. Houston's three, right? Because if, 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 if OKC decides to stick with the pick and again, they've got a monstrous amount of picks till 2027. Um, uh, Jabrari seems like the perfect p- uh, fit for, um, for shy, right? I love this. I've seen you stressed a lot of times and I've never seen you. I think Jabari goes one. OKC mm-hmm. either takes Bonchero or trades out. I, You know what? I think they get Chet because they need a big. I, I have a hot. I don't think. I, I, don't, I don't see this Chet thing, man. Um... I don't see this Chet thing. I don't oh see this my. chat thing. I think chat might fall. I think someone else might be in on chat. Maybe Orlando likes chat, which is what OKC is probably hoping for. Then they take Jabari. I don't, I'm, I'm out on chat. I'm out on chat. I'm, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't you see know, it. I, I think I'm, someone I'm moves getting, out. I'm getting PTSD. This is Trevor Lawrence all over again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just think like, People are making a big deal of Jabari, right? About his about his uh, twos. Yep, his mid range. What? Like, look, he's a one. I get this, all this stuff. Wiseman didn't play. Like, he's in the G League and shit. Like, shut up. Like, Orlando's not winning the title next year. We don't need to make him like. He doesn't need to get a shot in the last two two minutes of the game. Like, and- he's good at three point shooting and defending. And he's an anomaly in size. What's the pr- shut up? Everyone stop talking. We're good. Let's just. And, and to your guy. point, Jabari was with a team that didn't like, you know, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a beneficial to the style of play, right? Those guards really screwed him up. And I'm sure that's something to get better at. And we also said the same thing about Scotty Barnes last year. hundred <laughs> percent. And how did he turn out? hundred <laughs> percent. And like in, in, in the way the league is going, like this, even at worst, this guy's going to be an asset to trade anyway. So who cares? Yeah. So. I don't know, but then also too, you could see Orlando being Orlando. Yep, of course. And, and and them falling in love with this Chet thing, and then they pull on Chet, and I think okay, season heaven that way. But man, see, I, I I agree with you because like when I look at Chet, I look at the thin frame, and I'm just like, how how does that um, how does that translate to the over the NBA? Is he ever gonna be like your best player on a championship team? No, like he'd probably likely be the second or third, but it's just like. There's there's too many basketball experts that have watched Chet over and over again. It's so it's hard for me to argue with them because they say he's sort of no, I don't want to say generational. That's too um, that's too extreme. But they say that you know the it's the skill set is, is is bar none. My thing is though is like you're you're gambling heavy, okay? You're just you're you're making a huge gamble. The framework of the league has you need one big that you hopefully don't have to pay much that isn't hopefully a huge pinnacle point of your offense because really only Jokic and Embiid are the rest you need tall wings that can play defense shoot threes and then guards that can ball handle and you're gonna now tell me that like when you make this big big investment this big risk this big gamble you're gonna go Mm -hmm. for this unique not really any of that yeah just doesn't it doesn't check out it doesn't check out for me, man. Yeah. And I think Houston, 
in in two to three years, we're gonna be looking back going like, what the fuck happened? How did Houston get Bonchero? Like, mm. who is it? Is this, this guy fell at three and no one even like really even like kind of cared? Like the how, how? Like I think him with Jalen Green too. Like yeah, you have a, yeah. that's you, what you I'm these, like, Dude, you have these like selfish guards that are really good at scoring. Perfect. Throw this unselfish, incredible, like ceiling lifter of a player of five guys like just just brings the group up like that's literally what he is like you like you you, you throw him in he has incredible offensive skill set and he's just going to improve your team's ability to score the basketball i think that's such an amazing fit they got that other guy that that shen goon guy too that's it. houston's gonna be an interesting fun team to watch if he lands there and then i think it puts like sacramento into a very interesting uh, position yeah most definitely Where- yeah i so if, if the three go like there, what do you think Zach does? I, what I, I, <laughs> the Kings are so interesting. The Kings have to trade the pick. I'm sorry. I, I just, I think they have to move on from the pick because so I, I think, because okay. I, I, I love Jay Nivey, right? Like Jay Nivey is a guy that you definitely push for, but I just like, if you moved Brogdon because of Darren Fox, like, I don't see how you bring in Ivy. If, yeah. if Darren Fox is the guy that you want to, you know, hitch your wagon Halliburton, to. You meant. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Halburn. Sorry, sorry, yeah, Halburn. Right, like yeah. that doesn't make any like that. You look stupid if you bring an Ivy yeah. if you, after you got rid of Halburn. You saw how well that he was doing over with the Pacers, right? So, I think the 100%. smart thing is for them to go and get somebody that's going to be able to score alongside um, Harrison. I, yeah, Harrison Barnes is still there. Like, does Harrison Barnes get moved? Like, I the Kings are just such a weird team, but they need to stop taking t- taking players in these drafts. <laughs> so interesting to me, man. Like, I I think you're. You're exactly correct. And that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. But if, if you were realistic and you thought, okay, if I'm not one move away from creating this team and to be a playoff team. Like, I, just, I, I completely forgot Sabonis is on this team. Like yes. they have a good team. They can well, have a good uh, team. They have an okay team, right? They have an okay, okay, they have team. An okay team right now. They have an okay team right now. They can be, uh, I, I'm not saying they're going to fight throw this for an NBA you, championship, but they can, they can fight for a seventh, eighth or a play-in game. Let me throw this at you though. Could you move De'Aaron Fox to the Knicks for R.J. Barrett, Obi Topin, or maybe R.J. Barrett in the 10th, and then take Jaden Ivey at four, grab an asset at 10, and have R.J. Now you have three young guards, grab another forward. Sabonis, so man, like, you kind of got to let him run everything. He's kind of got to be like a bit of a Jokic almost. You know what yep, I mean? Yep, like, yep. that's kind of how it's got to go with him. And then... So what if you don't make the playoffs this year? You're probably not going to anyways this year. And like the way you have it planned. Think about how many, like the assets, the the the, the growth of that team would be so much better. No? Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree. I can agree with you more. But again, the, the Kings never do the logical thing, right? So I expect them to fumble the bag on this. And, you know, they'll probably take, I don't know. They'll pick some, some guy that was supposed to go in the, 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 the second round or even just the late 10s uh, to 20s. That'll probably be the case. And I'm stressed. I'm fidgeting my, I fidget my hat the whole time. Because, like, Darren Fox is a, uh, is a guy that I still have stock in. Like, he's a guilty pleasure of mine. I just want to see him on the right team. And, you know, I think if you bring in Ivy, then you've just messed that up again. Right. And, you know, does, does he go to the Knicks? I don't know. I love RJ Baird too. That's another guy that, you know, I, I, fun, sticking, fun one. Yeah. I'm sticking my, 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 my hitch wagon too. I've used that three times now on this podcast, but 
I, I'm fascinated by his draft, man. I'm, I'm really, really uh, me interested. Too. Me too. I'm really, really fascinated. So yeah, that's an easy uh, storyline and it happens as soon as tomorrow. And so we'll be here wow. on, on, on Friday or even Monday, whenever we do to talk about that. Um, my, my number two, and I think this is, I, I, I got to imagine this is on both of our lists, but it's got to be this whole Kyrie Irving thing. How does, how does this yes. thing shape out? Right. Um, you know, the Nets have, you know, reports have come out that they're not willing to, you know, give him what he wants and for right reason. Uh, like, does that mean you put a stipulation in his contract and say you play X amount of games and we'll pay you X amount of dollars? Or is there a team out there that is willing to give him the money that he wants, uh, you know, given some of, you know, the the trust issues that come with uh, Kyrie Irving. Does he end up with LA? Does he reunite with, with LeBron James? Right. What does that mean for Russell Westbrook? I, I think the, Le- the Lakers and the, the Nets are kind of tied together and to see what they do this off season. It's an incredibly interesting storyline. And I, I have no idea what the outcome is. I, I think my answer to this stuff is if you can get a guy that can score 50, you get a guy that can score 50. There's not a hand, There's not 50 of these dudes out there. You don't have 10 of them on your team whatever the price may be, if you can, if you can lose a Russell Westbrook, if you can lose a John Wall, if you can lose a whatever it may be, like, I think that's kind of worth it, but this is an interesting one, man. I, I think at the end of the day, it ends up being nothing. That's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then it's the domino effect, right? Like KD exactly. you know, joined the nets and hoping that he would play with Kyrie. And what does that do for, you know, his relationship with Sean Marks and, and Steve Nash as man. well. I'm st- just, please for two seconds, everybody close your eyes and imagine a, Back to all-star level capable Ben Simmons running and gunning with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the outside perimeter. And Joe Harris. And Joe Harris. That's not bad looking. That sounds nice. Can I uh, I put a secret, like, bold prediction? Like, Kyrie ends up with the Clippers. Oh, dude. Because Reggie Jackson's contract is sitting there. Like, just ship him out, right? Move a couple more pieces. It could happen. Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, right? That's what I've read. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, bro, if if the Nets would do it, I think the Clippers. I'm I'm down to buy tickets to the parade already. Like I think, you can, <laughs> you, like you can phone that one in. I'll I'll put a handsome Steve Ballmer would definitely want a luxury tax to make that happen for sure. Like there's no doubt about that. So that's something that would that's be such like, dude. Give me give me Kyrie versus LeBron in LA. Like that's that that that's a storyline right there. Just the style of play fitting, you know, like the oh yeah, like okay for this next ten minute window of Kyrie. We're legit not doing shit. We're just going to throw you the ball. He's like, yeah, that's actually perfect. That's how I like to play basketball. Like that would be, that would be perfect. And, and just the battle of LA, like LeBron, LeBron, uh, Kawhi, Kyrie, LeBron, uh, Paul George versus Russell Westbrook. Like it sucks because the Lakers are not as good as that Clippers team, but it's just like, talk about Chris. That's my Christmas day game right there that I want to watch. hundred percent. hundred percent. Number th- uh, three for you. I would say Utah. Okay. I got the jazz. It's my five. Because I think, man, like I, so there's been the narrative coming out here with Donovan Mitchell that people aren't actually that high on him anymore. And now they're saying the value is maybe not that, maybe not as high as we maybe think it is or all this stuff. I have a burning memory of him aggressively scoring 35 plus points in a, in a, in a one-on-one matchup with Jamal Murray in seven games trying to freaking be the better man. And I cannot forget about that. So hmm. I think what like look at this is this is the dude today right now what i'm about to say is is the biggest 180 flip in my entire life of takes i don't tell me you you keep go and ship mitchell no 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 okay i was wait i'm 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 saying i'm saying if utah moves go bear for the right pieces 
that allows Donovan Mitchell to run and gun and just be himself and take over everything. I think you're going to see what you saw a bit with Dallas where that net positive of Mm. just losing KP made them like 20 points better somehow and made Luca this much better, that much better. I think once like this Vucevic deal with Patrick Williams or whatever, if you can get a couple assets in there and something, man, pull trigger, let's go. Cause I think Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. I think he is absolutely at at an, an elite elite level. I think he's just been pissed with all this shit. I think he's pissed to go bear. I think he's pissed a lot of guys on the team. I think you got to show him the love. You've got to pick who he likes, keep him, everybody else, full reset. Danny Ainge has been has been known to do it. He's pretty cutthroat, got, got no problem with it. A running, gunning, spaced out team that lets Donovan Mitchell be Donovan Mitchell and makes him the focal point of everything, man. I think that 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 could easily be a, a, a three seed that's like legitimately dangerous in the West. Yeah, I mean, we never got to address Quinn Snyder, you know, us uh, departing and, and you know, mutually separating with them. And that's really what started this domino effect of, you know, what are the Jazz going to do? Um, I'm interested to see whoever they bring in. Do they bring him in after or before all these trades? Like, ideally, you want to coach before the draft so you know what kind of player you want based on, you know, who you expect to be there and who you potentially you know ship out so they're in a very interesting situation right like they've been at the top with their record for the last couple of years now and just haven't been able to get over that hump and now you know Quinn Snyder is a free agent and they don't know who's going to be coaching this team and that leaves a lot of uncertainty and um, I think this is like my early candidate of teams that like you know drop out of the playoffs um, Mm -hmm. after you know being in the playoffs the previous year. Totally. And I think that's, that's the right take, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to zag on this and actually have confidence in, in Utah going into a mm. season and say, I think they're going to be better. I think whatever, I think, I think they're going to hire after like a deal or two. I think Joe Ingles will be interesting. If you move Gobert and get like not enough wings, you'll probably keep Ingles. If you get someone on the wing, you'll probably move them. I think Jeremy Grant's an, an interesting um, mm. one to think about there too. That's a nice little fit. And then, Hey man, what if, what if uh, Zach Levine is a little sneaky sign there? Like what's what's the problem? What's the problem? Donovan sure. Mitchell, Zach Levine as your as your uh, backcourt with uh, Jared Butler coming off the bench. That's I'm cool with that. Yeah. So so the Lakers were one of my five, but we incorporated that with sort of Kyrie debacle. So I'm gonna move on to um, this whole max extension thing. We I, I you know talked mm. about it earlier, but you have John Darius who are probably gonna get their max extensions. But you know, do you give Zion? the max extension considering his, you know, injury mm-hmm. history and, you know, not being able to play. Do you give it to RJ? Do you give it to Tyler hero? Do you give it to Jordan pool? Uh, Miles bridges, Jalen Brunson, their candidates as well, right? Is, is Jalen Brunson's max extension, even with the maps, does he end up with the Knicks? Cause there's a lot of rumors that they're going to be starting to shed some money to make some room for him as well. Um, so I'm really intrigued because that is, that is an, that is a lot of young stars um, to give money to. I think the reality is, is you're going to have to, if you want them, like, I think mm. all those guys probably get offer sheets just because, because a lot of positions like that, like there's a, what, what the play in has done a great job of is kind of deterring more of this, but there is a bit of like a, you know, a teeter totter when it comes to like, yeah, we have a bunch of assets, but don't win a lot of games and then could easily flip one thing and then be massively different. Right. So I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Zion's obviously the biggest one, right? Um, I listened to David Griffin on uh, a Ryan Rosillo's podcast, uh, GM of the 
the the Pelicans and you know he was on thin ice for a long time and then it made that CJ McCollum trade and they look like a, a lot of fun right between him and Ingram and you know um the rookies stepping up as well um so you know you add Zion to the mix and that's a, that's a fun scary team um it's just like how much of Zion do you get in a CD season right like and are you willing to pay for that and if if you're not there's going to be another team out that's there that's I willing mean. to give the money at the end of the day right that's what I mean I think that it just comes down to like, do you want to be the guy that let the guy walk because you didn't want to pay him become a bit of an extra couple bucks? Like, honestly, all those names you listed, Miles Bridges, yeah, Pool, yeah, R.J. Barrett, yeah, I, I, I like what I see from him. Yeah, like someone's gonna do it, and if if they don't, great, you can maybe like try and work your way to get a better deal for yourself. Cool, maybe that works, but I think someone's gonna offer somewhere. Uh, any other ones that I, I, I didn't mention? I have some honorable mentions, but is there Hawks, one that you're really man. keen on? The hot, oh, okay, that's one of your five, eh? Hawks are so interesting. Like, this team's still so deep. Like, Herder's interesting, right? He's kind of valuable. DeAndre Hunter's kind of valuable. Um, they moved already on Cam Reddish, but now they got Tim, the, the Timberwolves uh, looking into Clint Capella. It just seems like a lot can be done. And again, Trey Young, whatever you kind of like him or hate him or whatever, even off of his just that one kind of run last year in the playoffs, like, he's a guy. And if, if you put the, put the right pieces around that thing and, and uh, you guys figure it out and get all on the same page that Nate McMullen had him on the same page last year and didn't really have it this year, then like, that's a very interesting team. And even like uh, Daniel Gallinari, like there's just a bunch of like odd ends, weird assets that like you can package and flip and move. And John Collins didn't even play in the playoffs this year. And I I would like to see them move on. Mm -hmm. I just don't think him and Trey Young are even really the best fit anyways. So let's see what they can get for him and, get more picks in there and, and, and uh, see what happens. Cause like, again, Nate McMillan, Trey young. It's, it's interesting. Like that's, that's a great, great, great starting two points. Yeah. And they have the 16th pick in the, in the draft as well. So it'd be interesting right. to see what they do with that. Right. You, you, you could hit, you could strike gold or you could really uh, strike, uh, strike out if, if, if for the Hawks. Um, Ontario slips to four Collins and 16 to sack. Bonchero's not. I, I'm almost like I'm. I'm willing to like mortgage that he's gonna get, end up with the Rockets. He, like I think they move Christian Woods just for him, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he can move up even higher. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Sam Presti will try to dangle something for Houston to make some sort of deal happen and somehow end up with more picks than they already get, have. Get five more first. Yeah. Um. Uh. My honorable mentions. If I don't know if any of these will tickle your fancy, but we talked about the Pacers already. The Blazers, right? They mm. have the seventh mm. pick. What do they do? Do they move up and try to get Zach Levine to team up with um Damian Lillard? Right. They have an interesting offseason. Uh. Bradley Beal, Aiton. Uh, Harden and Sixers. How much money do you give Harden? And then uh, Levine, I was I mentioned earlier as well. Any of those? Definitely. Yeah, I think the Harden one's interesting. I think again, you're gonna have to pay him if, if he's down to stay. You're gonna have to pay him. Like, like the situation's got to what it's got to. You know, like it's kind of like with the Nets and Simmons. Like, sure, you might be able to move him right now, but like, fuck, you're gonna be like, look, I, I, we we got to figure this out for we have we have to see this thing. Like, we have to really give this thing an actual like yes. full on shot here and. Who knows, man? Maybe Harden's going to reinvent himself here and be grinding. Maybe he's not in a strip club every night. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows, yeah, man? That's, that, that's never that's never changing. Now you're asking for too much. <laughs> would you move from uh, Maxi to make this team better now with Harden? Or would you say try and I move like, Harden at some point instead and keep Maxi? 
No, I, Maxi's too young, man. I, I, I still think yeah, that I'm, you need to invest in time in, and I think he only gets better, right? We and we saw flashes, especially in that Raptors series. Like we saw flashes of it, right? So I think I'm with you. Um, it's just you have to you give a more established role, and do you may I mean in in training camp in the offseason, do you just it's, really hone look, in on Harden as a playmaker? A hilariously sneaky storyline of this on the east side of things is Philly moves Tobias and they move a couple of the guys around, right? Thibel and all that stuff, Danny Green. They get a couple nice, just solid fits, good pieces, good good basketball players that that can play in a, in a meaningful NBA game. And Maxi just takes a huge leap. Mm. Like, and then now, boom, they just they're just this like unstoppable force of three with good role players and an absolute dominance in the East. Like, that's such an easy, not that hard to get to storyline there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, well, let's wrap things up. Uh, before we do, I, I kind of want to ask you: Did you have you seen the uh, Netflix movie Hustle, Adam Sandler movie? I have. Yes, it's good, eh? It's good. Yeah, absolutely. Man, Adam, it's not Adam amazing. Sandler. It's good. No, though. Exactly. it's good. It's good. Thank you. Yeah, like yeah, because it's yo, it's got like it's going ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm like, that's a <laughs> bit of a stretch. <laughs> well, this is like, I wish there was like ways to like categorize things without being rude and demeaning or trying yes. to sound like that because like. Adam Sandler movies for me, bro. I will never tell you that one is bad. Every single one hits for me 100% out of 100%. Sure, you can say in my brain, Rotten Tomatoes wise, 100% out of 100%, right? Sure, 10 out of 10. The fact is, though, like bad (laughs) acting is like, there's at some points, it's not that good. You know, it's kind of corny. It's got some point. Like, yeah, that's just it. It's it's fine. Like, you know that with the expectation going in, though. So you're not going to hit on it because of that. That's all I'm saying. You know what my biggest takeaway is? um i'm an anthony edwards fan for life like i'm in Man, i'm i, I love the guy on this guy he's he's i'm paying look, double the price on on stock for for anthony edwards if i if i throw out a betting line right now if i somehow talked to bet 365 or whatever the fuck it was and said give me odds on nba logo candidates <laughs> anthony edwards by the end of his career has got to be what top top three top four <laughs> i i couldn't agree with you more i just i love i you know you really could have effed up that role and given like you know oh. he's a rookie and he's already you know pretty confident himself 100%. like he could have really really messed that up but man like he played into the villain perfect and i i he actually made you want like if you i feel like if you watch that movie you didn't know who anthony edwards is you probably hate him for like you probably won't like him in like in real life yeah now. absolutely like no, that's how was, well like was- he it was, was unbelievable. right? Totally. So yeah, totally. shout, shout out did to you, Kermit. He did a great job. <laughs> to, to stay on the uh, movie critiques, did you uh, get a chance to watch Spiderhead? I haven't. I, I bad reviews. Yeah, it's an interesting one. <laughs> it's it's worth the watch for sure. Hemsworth, it sucks because Hemsworth, Hems- Hems- Hemsworth, yeah, Hemsworth, Hemsworth is great, dude. You got great. you got Teller, you got him, you got Oscar Isaac. I don't know how you messed that up. And I, but I heard it's like it's dialogue heavy, and that's why a lot of people tuned out of it. Very dialogue heavy, but both Hemsworth and Teller I thought were great. Fuck. Great. Okay, maybe I'll give it a chance then. I will give it a chance. It's the Russo brothers. Is it the Russo brothers? I think. No, that's the great. Oh man. no, you know what? That, it's that's the, going it's it's the Top Gun director who, like, I'm like right, a huge right, fan right, of right. now. That's why I, that's why he worked with Miles Teller again. So the, yeah, that's what it was. The Gray Man, July fifteenth. That's um, that's the big one. I, I figured that would be under the James Roberts brand Absolutely. of music, movies for sure. A, a have shitty, you seen Top Gun? A shitty Chris Evans mustache gets me going. I actually have not seen. Bro, I will Top pay Gun for yet. your ticket if you go see Top Gun in the theater. Yeah. I, 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 that's my way of paying you back for the bet. I know you all you sell this man, but like if I could chip away at this bet, I will pay, and I promise you, you will love the movie. I, I, I know what you and the rest of society are doing, and I don't like. It. <laughs> Y'all are trying to act like a Tom Cruise movie can be 
upper echelon. I'm telling you, best movie of the year. It will be the best in theater experience you will have this year. I promise you. Mission Impossible. All right. I know. Telling you, listen, just give it a chance. I know what I'm. I already know what I'm gonna see. Man, unbelievable! What was the what was the movie that you praised and mean mean Gabe gave you shit for? Is it over under? Is there is there over under ninety seconds of them trips on the beach? It's got to be over. It's over. Got him. It's got to be over. I already know what I'm seeing. I already know what I'm seeing. Listen, if you're willing to see a shitty Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg movie, you're you can see <laughs> it's Top fair. Gun. Okay, it's fair. I I will. <laughs> I I I should make it to to go into the IMAX too and 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 give it it's 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 due due justice. But I, look, I'm DC willing to stake in Scientology. Bro. I'm willing I'm, to I'm willing to stake details, you guys, talk and 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 anything that this thing is worth into it that you'll love it. All right. Awesome. I, you ain't gonna see my ass in aviators on the next podcast that's for sure. <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait all right uh well thanks for tuning in uh as always we appreciate you and uh we'll be back very soon to break down the draft again our sincerest apologies to tyler not that he listens to the podcast but i'm expecting <laughs> a, a text at some point today to be like yo when are we recording this thing so a, a very um, angry text as, as always we appreciate you d here and uh the maverick James Roberts. Appreciate you <laughs> <laughs>